0: Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in, now. It is picked up by the line, coming back right side, 25. Picks up a block at the 30, it's at the 40. Drink it in, 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 man. Rolls to the right, Stafford throws deep. Got a man out there, Enzo. Caught. Touchdown to Cordy, Marvin Jones. Drink it in, drink it in. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Cornbread! Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. Uh. Detroit Kool-Aid, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Detroit Kool-Aid cast on a Wednesday. I'm your host, Derek Okry. You can find me on Twitter at... Derek Oakery, that's spelled D-E-R-E-K-O-K-R-I-E. We are here talking Lions football today here on the podcast, and I just want to say off the top, I just really appreciate everybody listening, and the show continues to grow. It's been growing by leaps and bounds the last few weeks or so. Everybody's hyped up about the Lions. Um, I've been having a bunch of different guests on. I mean, you guys have heard me talk to Joey from the Believe Podcast Network, local Lamarand Deer from Sports Illustrated, and... I finally got a week here in March that there's kind of like an extra week and I'm just going to go solo today. So you know what happens when I do that? (laughs) We're talking NFL draft, baby, all show, everything about the draft, everything that's going on less than a month away. I cannot wait to get into it. So here's what we're going to do on the show today. We're going to talk about some of the news and notes off the top, some of the signings the Lions brought in. Then I want to talk about kind of the options at number seven of where I'm at. And then the back half of the show, I'm going to go i'm in my dto scouting office here i'm gonna get up to the rankings board that i got and i'm gonna try to shuffle some of these top names around by position and here you guys uh have you can hear me talk it through see me how i rank them as we sit now i still got more work to do in the in the dto scouting office i do have the the picks all seven rounds set up i've got you know, one board set up that's, that's uh, position rankings. I've got lions targets. I've got the team board set up. I got the lions, you know, team roster um, set up where I've been adding and and dropping names off that. So we're, we're getting close. Like I said, I'm gonna be ready to rock and roll by the end of April when the draft comes, but let's look at what they've done kind of in the last little bit since we last spoke. So, you know, just looking at it, you know people that they brought in i mean death taxes and don mulebach he's coming back we all knew that was going to happen the lions brought in some speed at receiver with Khalif raymond and damian ratley and you know raymond uh the the kid out of coming from the titans i believe you know special teamer you know kind of has some receiver abilities seemed to be more of a special team guy Um, But he's got some speed. Raymond's got some speed, no doubt about it. And Damian Ratley seemed to be a a kid who, you know, um, coming from Cleveland, and it seems like John Dorsey was big on this, you know, based on what Brad Holmes and and Dan freaking Campbell had to say. They were like, hey, you know, this guy knew him, uh, wanted to bring him in. They also said that uh, Perriman, who I haven't talked about a ton on the show, Rashad Perriman, was a guy that Randall L, the new Lions receiver coach, really loved. uh, Knew what he can do based on their time in Tampa, knows maybe what some of his weaknesses are. So the Lions, when you're looking at Tyrell Williams, Ratley, Raymond. Harriman. I mean, you're looking at guys that have juice, have speed. I'm curious to see what Quint Cephas will be when they're when they're retooling all these receivers. Is he gonna get a legit shot, or is he gonna, if they draft it one or two guys or bring in a, a mid to upper free agent as well before the season, will will Cephas become just a poor special teamer as well and just a guy that's down the roster? I mean, I really don't know. I'm I still would like to see what he can do out there. He showed a few flashes last year. But, um, you know, everybody knows uh, Charles Harris, Rush N that they brought in, Tim Boyle, backup quarterback. I mean, anybody had to be better than Chase Daniels. So the you know, Lions doing some things. I think we talked about Jamal Williams, Michael Brockers, you know, obviously the Jared Goff. We talked about that to death. So Lions are I've been piecing that roster together a, a little bit, which I like. I, I really like the, the, the Paraman signing. I'm, I'm on board with Tyrell Williams. Michael Brocker seems to bring a lot, both on the field and in the locker room. Jared Goff is my big question mark. Like he said all the right things. Is he going to play ball or is he going to be a disappointment? Um, I'm looking forward to see. And then Alex, I used to call him, Anzalone, but it sounds like it's Anzalone from what I heard from the coaches here recently. So, Alex Anzalone, a linebacker. We had talked about him on a previous show. Uh, been with the Saints for forever. Big, long, crazy hair like Fabio. Um, good player though, coming out of Florida or whatever. Just a good, solid linebacker. He's got length, speed, smart, all the things you look for. So. I'm excited to see what he can do, and I thought that was a nice little signing as well, both for depth and for the here and now, while they sort of retool this linebacker group in the next year or two. So, excited about all that. Like I say, I, I just want to talk draft all show, but I want to get some news and notes off the top. So, let's get in to the NFL draft. Picks at number seven. Number seven overall. Now, I know you're screaming at your phone, your computer, however you are listening to this saying You got to trade down. Yeah, I'm aware. (laughs) I I would love a trade down as well. Everybody would love a trade down. But we're assuming right now, what are the scenarios? What are the players? If we can't trade, you have to make that pick at number seven. So the names that I wrote down that are on the top of my head when it comes to that pick, no particular order, are Penny Sewell, Jamar Chase, Kyle Pitts, tight end from Florida, wide receiver, um, Rashawn Slater, the offensive tackle from Northwestern. Devontae Smith, everybody knows him, the Heisman Trophy winner this past year. A uh, Waddle, the wide receiver with crazy speed out of Alabama. Micah Parsons and Patrick Sertain, the second. Or as Benny Blades called him on my Believe B-L-E-A-V and Lions podcast that drops Thursday mornings with Lions legendary safety Benny Blades. He called him Patrick Sertain two. And said that he knows this kid, he knows his daddy, he loves him, he loves everything he brings to the table. So of course Benny Blades was all about the corners and the and the you know the guys that cover people, no, no doubt about it. But uh, you know, when I'm looking at those names right there, this is how I see it going down. I see it going, you know, Trevor Lawrence one, Zach Wilson number two, Trey Lance number three. Now I hear there's late rumblings from media types saying Mac Jones is gonna go three overall. I mean that would surprise me. That that really would. I mean, I think the kid has been showing well and somebody's gonna take him and 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 like what they get when it comes to accuracy ability, but Mac Jones doesn't have the wow factor to me. He doesn't have the you know upper echelon that you would take at a guy at three. At fifteen, sure. Nineteen, no problem but but not up at number three. That's a that's a Trey Lance type with his ability to run, throw it. I think he would be so money in that San Francisco scheme because he can, he can run that play action, all that stuff under center that Kyle Shanahan likes to do. And the reason they went up to three is because if, for some reason, Zach Wilson doesn't go two, they'd be more than happy to take him as well. But I see the three quarterbacks going at four. Kind of my swing pick right here the atlanta falcons again a lot of you guys know uh, I'm, I'm i'm trying to work it out and get all my ducks in a row or hopefully i'll be moving to the atl before too long here and i would love to see them get an exciting signal caller i i've enjoyed matt ryan i think he's a good dude but i think the time is running out on him so i would love that fourth pick to to be a Trey Lance if he's there, which I don't think he will be. Um, Justin Fields seems to make a lot of sense because he's from there. He's, dropping for whatever reason until he runs like a four three and uh, shows that he can wing the ball all around the yard too and everybody remember that he's a he's a good quarterback i don't care where he went to college i don't care i saw this guy make plays and he can do it with his legs and his arm as well so if i'm making the pick for atlanta i'm, I'm getting justin fields you know letting matt ryan maybe play this year portions of this year and then putting the kid in after that and trying to surround him with uh, some some ball players number five since Bengals. i feel like that's a Penny Sewell pick I know there's been a lot of talk on the radio about how Penny Sewell might fall to the Lions and you know they would love to take him or people would love to have Penny Sewell with the Lions I just don't see him getting past pick five I really don't I feel like that's kind of a slam dunk there pick six now with the Miami Dolphins that's another swing one you know Benny Blades thinks they're gonna go with Kyle Pitts I mean I I that's surprising to me but I mean if he's the best ball player and they need more um you know pass catchers and people for for Tua I could see it. I, I think at that point if it goes the way I'm saying it'll go I feel like Jamar Chase is the pick there and unless Tua is just set on having Devonte Smith and maybe they take Devonte Smith and let's just say for this exercise they take Devonte Smith because what I want to do with the Lions at pick 7 is say Kyle Pitts is on the board. Jamar Chase is on the board. I did take Justin Fields off the board, but if he's there, I could see the trade down being an option. If Mac Jones is still there, that may be a, a spot somebody to buy a bump up and get Mac Jones. But like I said, if I'm sitting there and it's Chase and Kyle Pitts, I'm taking Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase goes six to the Dolphins. I'm taking Kyle Pitts, wide receiver, tight end, ball player from Florida. I don't care what his position says. I feel like that would be the most dynamic pick for a team that's retooling and that's trying to get playmakers and trying to, you know, like like I said, there's no defenders up there. And, you know, I'm enticed by Rashawn Slater. I really am. I got to do a little more homework on him. No. Waddle. I can understand it. I wouldn't hate it because we have not had a speed burner like that for the Lions in a long time. But I think Kyle Pitts, T.J. Hawkinson, um, you know some of the speed they're putting on the outside. Jared Goff, DeAndre Swizzle, and at running back, I think that's going to make you a dynamic, new age type offense more than anything. And that's the way I would go. There's no questions about Kyle Pitts' size. There's no question about his ability. He already ran a crazy forty. He's got everything you look for when it when it comes to that that playmaker and you talk about the versatility aspect. He can play the slot position. He can play the wide receiver position. You can call him a tight end, but he can be a flex tight end. While TJ Hawkinson can also be a flex tight end or an inline guy. You you can put Hawkinson and Pitts in the slot and have people deal with both of those guys. Um, He can stretch the field. He He can score. He had some deep touchdowns in college. He can do that as well. He's not a nickel and dime, dink and dunk type guy. I would not be afraid to pull the trigger. I'm not listening to all this past history. I'm not listening to the, oh, you know, we've taken other tight. It doesn't matter. I don't care about other tight ends. I, I care about this tight end, and I care about the value. And and the reason I like Kyle Pitts the most of that pick at number seven is because I can't get another playmaking big slot like him that's 6'4", 215, 20 pounds, whatever he is, Anywhere else in this draft. But what I can get are receivers, tackles, linebackers, edge rushers, interior defensive tackles, safeties, wide receivers. I I can get everything else that I need uh, at at other spots, but but I can't get a quote unquote tight end, big time, big bodied playmaker that also is fast. And that produced at the college level and has the type of abilities that Kyle Pitts has. He's a, he's a unicorn to me. He absolutely is. So that's the pick I'm making. Unless I get blown away by Rashawn Slater um, as I go through my prep, I, I kind of like Benny's take about certain being an option because, man, certain and Okuda with bumping AO down a spot and then maybe getting a corner either in free age or later. Now you got four or five corners that can play. Finally. You know what I mean? That would be really interesting to me, too. Waddle, I'll live with it. Devontae Smith, you could obviously understand it by his production. Hopefully he'll hold up based on his size. You know, you, you really can't go wrong. But my thing is Jamar Chase won. Alpit's under him. Rashawn Slater, because if you got him, you have him and Decker's your bookends. You got Jonah on the left guard. You got Frank, and then you got this big new tackle on the right side. And now you're just filling a hole on the right side with Vitae, Stenberg, whoever. You know what I mean? Whoever you could you could get by there. So that's the way I see it going down. And uh, don't like I said, if they move down to me, that's a bonus. If they make the pick, um, I'm just trying to cue people up not to be so wound up about a quote-unquote tight end or receiver because you're not going to reach for – I mean, yeah, Parsons ran a great time. Parsons is a ball player. I haven't seen one person having him up at number seven, even in the top ten. So if you make that pick there, that's not only a reach to me, but when I'm doing mock drafts, I'm finding linebackers in round two three four five that i like you know all types of guys there i mean everybody's liking the kid from kentucky now in round two i would wait and see if that's an option you got cameron mcgrone from michigan you've got the uh you got Surratt if you want to if you want to cover linebacker from north carolina you've got um who else, else am I thinking of? You, you got Dylan Moses, who's falling way down the board. If you, if you want to go with that type of linebacker, um, there, there's some speed guys and so, some other ball players out there. You got you got Xavier Collins, the guy that's like six four, two hundred and fifty pounds, that can run and make plays on the football. I mean, five six options. And, and like I said, I I guess I'll just sit here and, and wait. On who's like Kyle Pitts. I mean, you want to know who's like Kyle Pitts out there? Exactly. It's crickets out there because there ain't no other Kyle Pitts in this draft that's a big-time ball player, and they could catch and could play tight end, wide receiver slot. He's big. He's physical. He can run after catch. He can do everything you want. So that's where I'm going. But, I mean, Jamar Chase as well. It's just, uh, you know, you just plug him in as that thick, big, productive receiver. You know, I know I heard Joe Burrow is trying to, uh, lobby for him at number five. And, and, and here's the last thing I'll say, if Jamar chase goes five or if, or if Atlanta wants to get crazy and take a, a skill position player and, and, you know, and Penny Sewell falls. Yeah. I'll take Penny Sewell over all those guys I mentioned. Cause I'll put him on the right side or I'll put Decker, whoever on the right side. And I'll, and I'll put both those tackles out there and feel real good about my team. So Yeah, I mean, um, if Penny Sewell is there, he's the best player. And at a position that's premier, Jamar Chase is a great player. I wouldn't call wide receiver totally premier, but in today's game, it's a little bit more important. I would call Kyle Pitts a 2021 type football player. He can move all around. that can stretch the middle of the field and those other wide receivers and even a corner. I could see it because you're you're kind of building up your depth as well as getting those premier spots uh, covered like cornerback to where you're not just hoping that AO is good. You're not just hoping that Okuda has a bounce back. You're saying, let me double down get a guy like Sertain who looked like an absolute stud at his pro day and just as a body type for a corner speed the pedigree his dad that played you know he played at a big school all those things he's got going for him there's no question so everybody let me take a quick break get our sponsors in here as well as you'll probably hear about my other show, BLEAV and Lions with Lions Legendary Safety Benny Blades. Go check that out. Please hit that subscribe button. And when we come back here on the Kool-Aid cast, I'm going to be up at the uh, positional rankings board here at the DTO scouting office, and we'll walk through some of these and tell you who I'm thinking is top five, top ten at each position and tell you why. So everybody, we'll do that right when I come back. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said? See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. What's going on, everybody? This is your host Derek Oakery of the Detroit Kool Aid Cast, and this is normally where I tell you about some of our great sponsors, but today. I want to tell you about my other Lions podcast. It's called Believe in Lions. That's spelled B-L-E-A-V on the Believe podcasting network with both myself and Lions legendary safety Benny Blades. Yeah, you know who he is. The hard-hitting safety Benny Blades played for the Lions. He also played for the U. You know what it is. The University of Miami, those Miami Hurricanes he mentions it multiple times the show. Benny loves to talk about his hurricanes, his lions, and I love to play the soundbite on the show. We have a ton of fun on that show. We laugh, we joke, we talk lions. Like I said, he brings up the hurricanes. I talk about my Michigan Wolverines. Um, it's, it's a really fun show. Benny loves the lions. He tells great stories from his playing days as well as uh, we're just rooting on this team. We B-L-E-A-V in the Lions. So please go ahead, find it on your favorite podcast platform. Hit that subscribe button and check it out. Share it with a friend. We really appreciate it. So check out Believe, B-L-E-A-V in Lions, myself and Benny Blades. Thank you guys so much. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Again, I'm your host, Derek Okere. Thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate it. I drink that Detroit Kool-Aid. You know how we do here every week, twice a week, Wednesdays and Fridays. But on the back half of the show, uh, I told you guys I'm going to work some positional rankings. So we will just start at the quarterback position. Now I don't think the lions are going to take a quarterback based on everything I've heard. They seem to be in love with Jared Goff, but this is how I have it ranked. Trevor Lawrence, one, Zach Wilson, two, Trey Lance, three, Justin Fields, Mac Jones. I got, I got the kid out of Stanford after that. And then I got, I got Kyle Trask and my sleeper in the bunch would be I don't know I didn't love what I saw from Jamie Newman kid out of Georgia and then also played at Wake but he's got a little something but Kellen Mond seems to be the guy that if I was going to wait and just take a guy that might develop be a guy I would consider now Felipe Franks from Arkansas also has some traits but he is kind of a bum at Florida so I'm going to go ahead and go with Kellen Mond sort of as my sleeper you know the um, and those are my top few QBs to consider let's go over to the running back position let's see here I I've got I'm moving some of these around as we talk because as you guys know it's a process with the draft so sometimes I put these rankings up which I do need to update again before I get to the uh, for the draft actually my stickers here are on the magnets that I sort of move around in the scouting office here but I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Travis etn as my top running back I'm going to go with Javante Williams out of North Carolina as my number two I'm going to slide Najee Harris into that third spot I love Najee Harris I love what he did this past year he's 6'2", 230 pounds but I don't know that he's going to translate as well to the NFL as ETN or Williams. You know, I think that Williams, again, is a straight up junior. ETN can catch the football. So you, you got some positives there. And man, I, I just like Najee Harris um, a little bit less than those top two guys. I, I'm going to go ahead and put Kenneth Gainwell kind of in my four spot here. And again, I could be missing some names. I could use an update, but I'm going to put Gainwell up there really high. I'm going to put Michael Carter from North Carolina under him as a guy that has got a little more wiggle, only 5'10", 200, catch the football, had a really good day at at the Senior Bowl. And some of my sleepers, again, I'm going to have to work on these. I, I go about 20 deep, but I'm just giving you guys a couple off the top, and then I'm going with my Sleepers or two that you can you can hang on to. So, Trey Sermon is a kid that I like. You can get probably in the f- fifth round or so, if not later. Chuba Hubbard, Chuba Hubbard, however you want to pronounce his name, out of Oklahoma State. This kid, six feet, two hundred and seven. He looks kind of odd. Big, tall, lanky kid, red shirt junior was a great college player and then he went back to school and had a bad injured type year and everybody's writing him off but I, i'm not i'm not pushing him off kylan hill from mississippi state is a kid i like a lot as well um sneaky athlete almost like a guy you can make a number two or number three in a committee type that i that i enjoy as well at the running back position so those are some guys as well as uh Dimitric felton He's on my running back list, but he could move it over to my wide receiver list based on what I'm seeing. He, he's he got a lot of juice and can do some nice things as well. So th- those are a few running backs. Again, I don't think the Lions are going to go running back because they got Swizzle. Now they got Jay Swaggy, uh, <laughs> Jamal Williams, who is just the coolest dude ever, which I put out on Twitter. You got to go check out his interview with Woodward Sports. It was absolutely incredible. That guy is hilarious. But I don't see the Lions going running back. Um, I feel like they can plug in another guy, you know, between between those top two and then carry on and then another guy or two that you get off the scrap heap. I think they, they'll they be fine at that position. Whereas before, before they got Jamal Williams, that's definitely a spot I was targeting more. Let's go over to the tackle position. I got Penae Sewell at at number two, Rashawn Slater. Again, 6'4", 315 pounds out of Northwestern. I'm going to put Derisaw under him and gosh, there's been a lot of buzz about Cosme being in the first round. I don't know about that. I'm going to leave it. I am going to have Cosme as my fourth tackle, but I don't know that he makes it into round one. I'm thinking maybe a round two type guy. It's kind of a Homer pick, but that's somewhat what I do here on the show at times. I'm going to put Jalen Mayfield. After him There's another kid I'm missing The uh, Tevin Jenkins Kid out of Oklahoma State I gotta bring him up actually I'm gonna put Jenkins He's a May get drafted in front of Cosme But I kinda like Cosme a little bit more as a player I think so I'm gonna put Cosme Jenkins Then I'm gonna go Homer pick Jalen Mayfield Then I'm gonna go with Eichenberg from, from Notre Dame uh dylan radins from north dakota state that was uh logan lamorand boy i did a little reading up on him i wasn't a huge huge fan and then my my sleeper pick walker little a guy that was going to go in round one he could still go in the top of round two or he could drop a little bit due to injuries walker little offensive tackle from stanford I like him a lot. Braden Christensen, the kid from BYU, is somebody that I've I've been interested in. Even though when I read up on him, I wasn't as excited, but I I like what he brings to the table. Same with Alex Leatherwood. Early in the process, I thought, man, what a beast to put over there at right tackle, but got some issues with his bend and his ability. So, you know, Leatherman's dropping for me, but you know, get him at the right spot. I mean. Been a captain. He's been their one of their leaders. He's a big old body. 6'6, 3'10. If he could play the right side, I mean that may be a good value pick depending on where he goes in the draft. All right, let's keep this thing moving. Let's go to the guard position. You got Vera Tucker from USC up at the top. Um, I like I like Wyatt Davis. I like a lot of the stuff I've read about him. He's a plug-and-play starter at right guard, which the Lions could use, but I just don't think you need to spend a, a second-round resource to fill that spot. So I'm going to go ahead and move him up as my number two interior lineman. But I'm not advocating the Lions take him based on where he's going to go. Uh, Creed Humphrey, I've got sort of in the third slot. We've got uh, Josh Myers up there as well. Landon Dickerson is in there. Trey Smith. Deontay Brown is a big body, 6'4, 338 from Alabama. I mean, this is a guy that I don't think is gonna go as high as he was just based on he had great college, you know, numbers and whatnot, but he's just too big and not mobile enough for the NFL. So I'm gonna move a kid up that I like a lot based on what I've read. A lot of versatility. This is a guy I would advocate sort of for the Lions if they feel like to the third round, maybe the fourth round, whatever it may be. I'm not sure where he's going to go, but Ben Cleveland from Georgia, 6'6", 341. Um, he's a big old beast, and uh, he's got some interior versatility, so I like him. And yeah, I don't know, no no real big sleepers at the guard position that I have at the top of my list, you know, um, other than those top guys I mentioned. So we will head over. Let's stay on the offensive side of the ball, I guess. Let's go to the wide receiver position. And I got Jamar Chase. My number two receiver is going to be Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, Rashad Bateman. I'm going to flip flop. I'm going to bring up Rondale Moore right under Bateman, and I'm going to drop Kadarius Tony down. But I'm I'm also going to have Bateman, Moore, and Tony in front of Terrence Marshall, who a lot of people have above all those guys. I love Bateman. I think Rondell Moore is the next Steve Smith type. He's small, but man, is he a feisty beast in the weight room? Real solid guy. And Kadarius Tony just has that swag that I think is going to translate if a team can, can bring him in and use him properly. So Terrence Marshall is going to go below them. And 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 Nico Collins is climbing up the draft board. So I'm going to go Nico Collins. Um, St. Brown from USC. I saw his pro day this past week. I liked what I saw. The kid seemed to be almost like a Golden Tate type where he was just big, thick, um, seemed to be a hard worker and seemed like a guy that's going to be a, a, a good catch guy and even a good run after catch maybe at the next level. So I liked what I saw from him working my way down the board let's see about a sleeper here lots of good receiver sleepers obviously elijah moore he's going to come up he's actually going to be put elijah moore actually under terrence marshall but ahead of nico ahead of saint brown and the kid out of western michigan eskridge has got to be in there as well Gosh, I'm probably taking Eskridge before I would take Nico in that in the uh, group as well. So let's put Eskridge above Nico and St. Brown. And let's go with the sleeper of I'm trying to remember. I think it's I think it's Anthony Schwartz from Auburn that ran the crazy 40. And when I saw him and I watched a little bit of him, he just looked like that long, fast lanky type athlete. Let's see his size on here. He's only 6 feet, 180. But he he just seemed to look like he, he could be something at the next level. You know, I, I'm interested in him. Justin Ross is being forgot about. He was a heck of a ball player, reminding me of like an A.J. Green type at Clemson. And due to injuries, and I just haven't heard peep one about him. But he's kind of a deep sleeper for me. And then you got the... See, you got, you know, like the Daz Newsoms of the world. You've got the, you know, what is Marlon Williams out of USC going to be at the next level? So some really interesting wide receiver prospects. Let's put it that way. I could go go on and on, but that's kind of how I have them stacked. Let's go over to the tight end position or the quote unquote tight ends. Obviously, Kyle Pitts at the top of this list, a junior out of Florida, 6'5". Gosh, I didn't even do him justice earlier when I said like 215, 220. He's 239 here on my board. That, that's a big boy, man. I just love what he does. Call him a receiver, tight end, weapon, whatever you want to call him. Definitely top guy in this category. Pat Fryer moves going to come under him out of Penn State. Brevin Jordan from the U. uh, After that, as my third tight end, Hunter Long out of Boston College. After that, and like I say, it's a slim pickings at this position. The Lions don't necessarily need a tight end, but um, you know, depending on what Hunter Bryant does, I just think if you add a guy like Kyle Pitts, that's going to free up Hawkinson as well as protect you from injury. So, again. No real big sleepers that I see. I mean, Nick Eubanks from Michigan never really did anything that he was supposed to do. Uh, Trey McKitty out of Georgia. I mean, you want to throw him in the mix. And nobody else that I love uh, across the board there. So thin tight end group in my book here in this draft. Let's go. Um, that's that's the offense side of the ball, I guess. Let's go ahead head over to defense. I usually start front to back, so let's go ahead at the defensive end positions. Uh, I got Quiddy Pay as my top defensive end. I really like what he did at his pro day. I like that he's just like a ball of clay that you can keep getting better. I have Gregory Rousseau under him from Miami. I've got Jalen Phillips after Rousseau. Up there in the third slot when it comes to an edge rusher. After that, I gotta do a little bit of work on, on this defensive end board. I'm moving some guys around while we're talking. But I, I, I'm gonna say after Jalen Phillips, you know, it depending on how you slot these guys, you know, ojalari from Georgia. And I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Joseph Asai after that. I'm going to put Jason Oway out of Penn State, who I love for the Lions because the kid's a redshirt sophomore. He's 6'5", 257, and he blew up in his pro day. And he's a guy that you can take and, like, project him out. You know, he's super young, really athletic. Take him and just sort of be patient with the kid. Let him come along and let him grow into what you hope he can be rather than needing, like, help right now. Um, I've got, let's see. I'm going to put Boogie Basham Carlos Basham Jr. out of Wake Forest after that. I'm going to put Quincy Roche also from the U after that. And Guys around here, Patrick Jones, the second out of Pittsburgh's guy, I like. I'm gonna throw him in the mix. Joe Tryon, he's got to be up there as well. He's not a guy that I've done a, enough homework on yet, but he's he's intriguing to me. Rashawn Weaver out of Pittsburgh's a, a later option that you could consider. Just one of the better names in the draft at the edge position. Shaka Tony. Shaka Tony from Penn State. I mean, draft him based on name name quality alone. He he's he's in there. Uh, Dylan Hayes uh, from from Notre Dame is a guy you consider and, and man this guy was way down my board to start but I gotta move him up he's probably gonna be in that o boogie Basham, Roche you know we might have to take him up in that high second round that's gonna be Ronnie Perkins From Oklahoma, somebody that uh, Mister Benny Blades told me about as well, and he's been flying up the draft board. So, those are some of the main names that I see at the defensive end position. The Lions have done a good job of sort of recalibrating their their defensive tackles and rush players, but you know, I I would never mind take take another guy to get off the edge. All right, let's keep this thing moving. Defensive tackles again, um, need to revise this a little bit my board, but. see here. Yeah, I definitely need to work work this one a little bit because I, I have to update my, my list for sure. But um, I'm going to put Barrymore at the top. I've heard a lot of good things about about Nixon out of Iowa. He's going to be up there. Got, uh, if you need a big old nose tackle, which hopefully the Lions are getting away from, you got, uh, got J... Helfu, I think, is how you say it from USC. He's up there. Um, I, I, I love Jalen Twyman out of Pittsburgh. I've told you guys that a lot. Tyler Shelvin again is a big defensive tackle, nose tackle type, 6'3, 362 pounds from LSU. You can get a, another guy on the all-name team name team here. Levi Uncoreque. from Washington I don't know if I nailed that I tried though and uh yeah I I just got to do a little more work on these offensive tackles how I have them sorted those are some of the names And, and Marvin Wilson is a guy that I like out of Florida State I I've been surprised where he's going in mocks he's in rounds four four or later sometimes in mocks and he was a first round guy like a year ago so know like I say I need to do some more work on my DTs but the Lions have shored up that position so I wouldn't be spending a high resource on an interior player if I was them let's move to the linebacker position where everybody wants them to spend a high resource Micah Parsons up top J-O-K you know who that is that's Jeremiah Owusu Karamoa from North Notre Dame sorry he's number two I've got Zayvon Collins as my third linebacker. I've got Nick Bolton out of Missouri under him, a really good ball player. I'm have kid from Kentucky up here yet? Because like I said, he's a little bit off the radar. He's flying up the things, but I'm gonna have him right with Nick Bolton. I'm gonna have. Some people like Jabril Cox. But I'm going to go ahead and put my guy, McGrone, up there. Then I'm going to put Dylan Moses. Then I think I'm going to put, unfortunately, from that team down south, I'm going to have Pete Warner in that mix. Then Jabril Cox. Then Chaz Sherratt, based on his coverage ability. And Baron Browning's a guy, too. I kind of have him a little bit down. I'm going to put him in that, you know, camera grown dylan moses probably above those guys when it's all said and done but a late late riser in the process charles snowden from virginia is a late guy that i consider sometimes when i'm doing mocks as well as monty rice out of georgia there's some interesting linebackers there's no doubt but like i said i i'm at about line linebacker eight nine before i start falling off the table so that's why i say you can get them later in the draft Let's move over to the cornerback position. Uh, Patrick Sertain, two, up there at uh, at the top. Um, gosh, Caleb Farley is a guy I love his tape, but he's got the back issues. He's moving down my board. The, the number two corner now is going to be J.C. Horn for me from, from South Carolina. I'm still going to keep Farley, three, just because he's a dynamic talent. Let's see. After that, I mean, it's probably going to go... Eric Stokes, you know, you've got Asante Samuel Jr. in there. Um, Tyson Campbell is a guy that Benny Blades has told me about. He runs about a 4-2. I liked his swagger that he had at his pro day. Sean Phillips from that team down south that used to play with Okuda is interesting to me because he had some real struggles in some games, but I also could see him pairing up, Get the Lions, getting him in round four or later. And him being a nice steal, if they they could manage something like that to add to the cornerback position. And, yeah, I mean, again, I'm looking down at the sleepers. Aubrey Thomas from Michigan. Got a kid from California. His name escapes me right now that I like kind of in the later rounds. So I, I think cornerback's a little thin after the first couple guys. So, like, if I don't take them high, I'm struggling in the later rounds to find one. I'll be curious if the Lions spend a high resource there or not. Safeties, I need to do some work here on my safeties. Get some, get my updated labels up here. But I'm gonna have Trayvon. I, I kept calling him Morig, but I believe it's Morig is kind of how it sounds when you pronounce it. The kid out of TCU, he's a beast. I like him a lot. Uh, Javon Holland out of Oregon has seemed to be moving back up the draft board. He'd probably be there round number two for me. Uh, Richie G- Richie Grant out of USC is up there for me. Let's see who else we got here. I, I I've seen Cisco Andre Cisco from Syracuse falling down the board, but he's intriguing to me. Let's see some later options would be James Wiggins from Cincinnati. I like him. Um. Richard LeCount III from Georgia, Paris Ford; those are all names to know at the safety position. And safety is a spot the Lions have not addressed. You know, I don't know what they think about Tracy Walker, Will Harris, and, and company, but I think that's a spot you're going to need to address in the draft or bring in a veteran because they they do need some help back there. So. Everybody, like I say, the DTO scouting office needs some work. I got about four weeks to get this all together. I I got some work to do. I'm on positional labels again. Some boards I got a little more updated than others, but it was fun to talk that through per position. I'll have that all buttoned up before we get to the end of April when the picks start flying in. And that's, that's when it's the most fun for me because there is a lot of work that goes into the DTO scouting office here, like putting up all these teams and players and needs and um, team setups and everything. But like at the end of the day, it makes draft day so fun because you're, you're really working all the different boards and it makes it easy to see who who's the best available, try to make some good picks for our lions um, f- from myself and, and can better evaluate who they do take based on who was on the board. So it's going to be really fun come draft day. This is probably like my, Fifth or, or you know, probably the last five years, I've really been, you know, really enjoying that whole draft process and having my setup a little bit more where it needs to be to really enjoy it. But like I said, I hope you guys out there are reading up on everybody, keeping up on these players. I know everybody's got their own opinions on who they should take and why it's that's why it makes it so fun because nobody really knows with the draft it's all Opinion, rumor innuendo. I heard this, you heard that. I saw this guy play at college, but what's he going to be in the pros? I like this guy because he's younger. I like this guy because he's been more productive at the college level. I like this guy because he went to this team and it's a good scheme fit versus this guy's great, but he's in a horrible situation. Um, the draft's incredible. So everybody, I hope that helps you for the Lions. You guys have seen my mock drafts. You've seen the type of players I'm trying to acquire in those mocks, as well as try to get depth, try to get positions of need, as well as BPA, best player available. So everybody, drink that Detroit Kool-Aid. You know how we do here on Wednesdays and Fridays. Drink it in, man. Serve it up for you. I hope you enjoyed this show. I'll catch you Friday right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. I'm out. Pack the bags! Start the plane! This game is over! It is over! What a comeback by the Lions! Drink it in, man!